What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another week's episode of Architecture Matters Podcast. This week, Diana and I sat down with Jesus Adame. He is an architectural designer in DFW. He's currently working in Dallas and is a project manager leading projects within his office. He started uh, his architecture career in 2007 at Texas Tech and graduated with his undergrad degree from Texas Tech. And we talk a little bit about that and what that was like, as well as a little bit of some work, but we really dive deep in uh, what he's been doing the past two years. So he's been working with his office for eight years. And in the past two years, he's really been bringing back that art foundation. Um, You know, he's doing a lot of murals uh, within the city, a lot of canvases for different retail places. And he's also involved in a nonprofit that he created. Um, Yeah, it was just a, a, a good time talking to him. Uh, we had a lot of laughs and it was just amazing to see his his drive and you know what he's doing with architecture as well as art so hope you guys enjoy and as always thank you for listening and if you're ever interested in being a guest on our podcast please reach out to us on instagram at arc matters podcast So uh, I'm born and raised here in, in Dallas. Uh, my family's from San Luis Potosí, Mexico. Okay. Yeah, I'm a uh, first gen. Um, as far as as far as how I got into architecture, well, I think it all originated from art for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I played club soccer, uh, played competitive level, uh, had offers for school and everything. But my parents, being first gen, were just yeah. My parents, uh, being first gen, were just like, yeah, you're not gonna go to school for sports or art. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so I had to find common ground and. With that, kind of did architecture. Okay. Yeah, I started doing drafting programs sophomore year in high school, and well, started with Revit back in sophomore year in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was back in. See, see, I'm a little older, so that's that was back in what was that? Oh five, oh six? No, no, no. Oh uh, four. Yeah, in the Garland area. Yeah, I went to to South Garland High School. Okay. Yeah, so that one's just uh. So I was the guinea pig. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was the guinea pig. Uh, my professor that, that was uh, teaching there, he was his first year there, and they gave him the, the keys, man. They let him take off of the program, and he didn't really know how to do much. He was still learning. So in, in the process of him learning drafting, I taught myself how to work with Photoshop for fun. And then from there, kind of went into messing with Revit, and some AutoCAD. I mean, I started Revit before I started AutoCAD, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but then I uh, started competing in state. Did pretty well. Um, uh, they had drafting competitions back back then. In high school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you would have a set of rubrics, or like a rubric set of instructions that you could follow, uh, stay within parameters for a design. Okay. Yeah, so it was very basic minor design, but mainly doing just homes and or little, mm-hmm. little small commemorative type structures, not necessarily mm-hmm. anything big was, was, your, was your high school like like in, uh, like an artistic or like type of high school or it just happened to be it just it just happened to be there because i actually came from an academy for middle school for art mm-hmm. and then going into high school i didn't want to go to the ib program which was at garland high school which would have been like a 30 minute drive every morning okay yeah i'd rather go walk like five minutes yeah 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 luckily drawing that so that's how I fell into all that. Well, what was your, your first uh, in and out of? Because 
professor I had, he, he had a background with um, Inventor. So I was working with more engineer-based products. So, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, so uh, when he did that, he was foreign to uh, anything Revit-related. So I actually started doing tutorials that he, yeah, that he didn't really teach us. He would just be like, hey, kind of do y'all's thing. So high school is kind of nice because it's like, let me give you class, let me do what I want. Yeah. But it ended up being your profession. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I still remember the first thing I did, I did uh, in the 3D world that was completely foreign to us. So I read up on how to do uh, an extrusion, but a sweep around around an axis. And, and yeah, so it's literally the first thing I did was a like candle holder. It was just a simple line down the middle, had a couple squiggly so it looked like a nice little base to it, just swept it. And it was a nice little can holder, but that was something that blew him away because he didn't know anything. Yeah. It was one of those. How did you do that again? Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah. It was. Not not really, Max. I was still playing a lot of competitive soccer. Um, I had offers to go play uh, up in it's called Maryland area. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to go to D one schools for that, and I wasn't allowed to, I guess. And at, and at the time, being raised Mexican, you listen to your parents. <laughs> you don't want their wrath. <laughs> so yeah, landed on Texas Tech um, okay. mainly because I was looking what schools within the state had architecture programs and. There wasn't very much at the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was programs, but a lot of them were very theory-based. So a lot of reading, less application. Uh, at the time at Tech, when I started uh, back in fall of 2007, okay. um, then it was very 50, it was pretty much 50-50, theory and application. So... Who was the dean y'all had? Um, Williamson. Yeah. Williamson was Ellis the one before that? Ellis, I think Ellis was like uh, interim. Interim. Prior to that, it was Vernoy. Maybe that's okay. Because I mean, Garcia used to say, you know, it was this one. Okay. I, I just because we because I, I we I we transferred like seventeen mm -hmm. seventeen because mm -hmm. you went in two thousand seven or present so you want to like timeline because that's how school has changed you know. A lot. Oh, uh, it's changed a lot. Yeah, so a whole I'm lot. definitely curious to hear how the school was when, when you were there. So, yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> well, how was, okay, so, like, how was, how was your experience? Because you, like I said, like you mentioned, you already had some background. You already did a little bit of Reddit. You just figured out that, you know, for your background, you wanted architecture, and you land on tech. Because we land on tech when we went in there. They weren't pushing us. So, I think uh, I had a little bit of an advantage over some okay. because I knew the pro I knew programs already. Right. Here's the thing, though. Was it was, but yeah. freshman year you didn't touch it at all. Yeah, right. yeah, right. So, um, excuse me. Um, when I went into that, I went in just with a with an idea in mind that I'd be able to get through all my basics pretty damn fast, right. along with architecture. Right. I mean, I did, but it was uh, it was it was hell. Uh, I did. 19 hours and 21 hours my first two semesters. Yeah. 
and I, um, that, yeah, that was that was six classes, and then uh, that was before studios because studio wasn't a thing then. Yeah. No. Well, hold on. Check. No, no, no. Check this out. You have it right, but I got, I got screwed. Uh, so, yeah, when I pulled up, um, it's called to freshman orientation, everything we got registered there. I was supposed to get registered in, in art classes for the fall, but apparently they were full. I was going back and forth. I ended up not being able to get in. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like, oh no, we'll be able to get you in. So when I show up, they're like, we're full. We're not gonna be able to put you until, yeah, they're like, we're not gonna be able to put you into an art class until either spring semester along with your studio, or you're gonna have to wait until next year. Yeah, so I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to wait. So I had my first studio along with my first drawing courses. And for drawing courses, I had uh, Gonzalez. I, I, he's de- I don't know if he's around. I think he's, he's been long gone. But he was very uh, curriculum-based, and he just – it'd be one project after another after another. I mean, I had a great portfolio art-wise from that, but it was one of those things where it was constant. So you have that along with your first studio. And then your first studio, it was uh, Brian Rex. Um, he is now a dean somewhere. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot where he's at. But he's originally from Garland, so he kind of immediately was like, "I like you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. If, if you're from the same place, you automatically click. Yeah. yeah. He brought me in, but um, this guy was like, "Forget technology. We we're gonna teach you the Oli because I want you to be more meticulous in your thought process." In the studio. Yeah. So he had us drafting fakes, like learning to draft and like understanding. At that time, there wasn't really draft day. Draft day was at the school anymore. Yeah, so that wasn't that was all getting phased out. I mean, they already had the labs, but they weren't really well developed. So it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it was it was that transition where he was kind of like, hey, technology stuff, put that aside. He's like, you're gonna learn to draw, so you can think it through. And I want you to start doing 3D drawings, axonometrics. Uh, yeah, he started like having us do sections through dorm rooms and everything. So we had basically 20 slides of the room to where you could actually model it on some uh, on foam. And then he wanted you to create the space so you'd have movement spaces and everything. But it was just he was trying to expand your mind. But it was yeah, it was very uh, very time consuming because he was the, one of the first ones to teach you. Hey, I need you to make 15 models for next class. So you're like, oh shit, 15 models, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there going. And then he comes in, and he literally wouldn't even look at some of them. He just smash them and, and look, and he'd be looking at you. Yeah, he'd just be like, and shove them aside, and you're just like, what the? You wanted all this work, and you're not even looking. Well, what he was trying to show you is he wants you to produce, produce, produce based on what you're learning. Mm-hmm. And he's at least his thought process was the more you kind of go into a numbness, like just numbed out production stuff, mm-hmm. you'd get different iterations without realizing. Instead of instead of dwelling and focusing and just getting infatuated with one form. Mm-hmm. So, what, uh, was it different iterations based off of the same uh, like starting point, or were they just all completely different? He wanted he wanted to see what you were doing. A lot of people were trying to do same starting point, have similarities, ha- have a similar language, and yeah, yeah. And then once you decide on a couple, then you keep developing. Right. But what he wanted was for you to start thinking of ideas that were each and every direction. Right, right, right. He didn't want you to take that second step without getting the first step down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I look him up.
And then if you want to just get a little laugh, his name's Brian Timothy Rex, so his initials on his plates at his office were Brian T. Rex. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> basically lived in the building, man. My friends that were in studio with me and I, I mean, we all would bring a particular item from our um, either our dorm or apartment at the time. By that, I mean, I took my microwave one semester. My other, my other friend took his mini fridge. So another friend took a coffee pot. Yep. And I mean, we just had everything set up in there. Yeah. And then the, the tables we had when I was there, they were kind of like the high tables with like a little shelf underneath. And what we would do is we'd basically drop a uh, butcher paper on long three sides to black it out. And then that, on that board, I just took my sleeping bag. Nice. So w- once we got done, it was uh, just I'd go pass out and I'd just be like, hey, wake me up when class starts. Depends, man. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed, uh, even though it was challenging, I mean, I, I enjoyed uh, Professor Neiman. I forgot the name of the course. Uh, uh, is it, the, uh, it was, it, I mean, I had him for studio, and I forgot the name of the course he had after that, like, uh, outside of studio. Did you use a fridge? Similar stuff to that, but yes, Form Z was his baby, and, yeah, and, and that was, was that yeah, uh, it, it was that class, okay, yes. Okay. Form Z was his baby. He introduced the Form Z in studio, and then for his class, he was like, "Hey, well, you already know Form Z." So he kind of, I was like, "I was like, I was, well, I was like, damn." Because yeah, once I, I will say, I'm so really OCD because of him now. As far as uh, file um, nomenclature, uh, proper storage. Uh, so, it's structure for me, like if I'm documenting it by date, for example, I always put year first, right. month, then day, right. and then whatever name subject. Only because he taught me that there's times times where I mean everybody does this in college when you, let's say you're writing a paper and it's your final paper, final final, yeah, yeah, final yeah. final review maybe final, final final final, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah well, well see it's he saw we were all doing that so he started assigning us more and more assignments so he would start creating more files and then whenever he would ask you to find something he'd see you panic and then he would really got down into structuring things properly because that correlates and translates straight into the layer management. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, so if you understand layer management from early on, I mean, you have an upper hand for everybody. I tend to use underscores just to just put a space between them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I've seen um, in my office the 2021 period 04 period 01 or like 
Yeah, it's based it out, but I mean that that correlates to everything. I mean, even even the when I work in Illustrator, when I like to draw digitally, everything's all about uh, layer management. If you if yeah, if you if you get that down early on, like they were really ingraining in our heads, it made my life a lot easier further further on. Uh, varies, De depending on what we're doing. Because let's say you know, if it came down presentation time, I was always an InDesign and Illustrator. But then when it came down to actually designing stuff, typically it'd be Rhino. Mm -hmm. okay. I don't really I haven't touched Rhino in like ten years now. Right. So I've <laughs> uh, I've been at at this particular firm for eight years. I actually well when I graduated, I came, I graduated and came back to Dallas when we were coming out of a recession. So in 2011, everybody that had gotten laid off was going to rehire. Mm -hmm. They could either hire somebody for the same cost that it would take to right. train me, and they already have experience. Yeah, so right, right. I actually worked uh, I worked two jobs. So I was doing 80 hours a week because I just need to make ends meet. Right, from there, uh, from through one of those jobs, I met an, an engineer who was just like, you seem like you're out of place here. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, yeah, he was like, he's like, what the hell are you doing here, man? He's like, you you have a degree, don't you? I was like, yeah. He's can you draft? I was like, yeah. He's like, do you know AutoCAD? I was like, yeah. He goes, can you come by after work? Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, where's the office? Well, I'll, I'll quit right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was like, where's the office? And he's like, we're literally like two blocks down. So, where were you working? Uh, at the time, that was a Seven Eleven and a Home Depot. Oh, so you met that engineer where? He was my he was my regular customer since the morning for coffee. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He would pull up every morning and have coffee with me. When did you find out he was an engineer? Uh, it was. I forgot what he said, but it was uh, some technical terms as far as that they were talking about. They were talking about spot grading. Oh, you were just like listening. Yeah, I mean, I heard spot. I heard something about spot grading. I'm like, I'm like, you civil or? And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, how'd you know? I was like, oh well. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have caught that, but man, that's that's nice. That's really good. See, the thing about being a bit of a nerd is, for let's say Seven Eleven, I did all their inventory. I did everything. It was the easiest job in the world to me. While people struggled doing, it, I was just like, dude. It's like, yeah. give me this computer and exactly. take care of the register for a little bit. I'm just like, yeah. Again, layer management, man. R running their programs, it was just a matter of understanding where everything was located. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so from there, this guy was just like, can you come by after work? I was like, sure. So you started working, was it Tim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a, an engineering office, and they specialized in doing uh, cell towers. So the whole... 4G expansion through North Texas, I was heavily involved in, and then Colorado as well. Nice. And that's obviously part of 5G, so put the date on it. <laughs> but uh, it was cell tower sites. It was fairly simple work. Um, basically, I'd have somebody out on the field sending me dimensions. I would do an as-built. Uh -huh. Yeah, and I was cranking them out fast for him, so he was happy because the faster they get done, the faster he got paid. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Yeah. I was I was literally just running AutoCAD and Illustrator. Okay. AutoCAD so that I could get everything ready. I'd print out a, I'd print out a set of documents as a PDF and Illustrator do any kind of editing that he wanted me to change on there. So let's say I finished a set of documents, and we just had an extensive library of tons of those of those documents. So if we had the PDF already handy, 
feedback, hey, can you just go in and edit this and like just change to say the dates on there? Right. So you could do it with the drafting program, but good luck finding that file after everything right. already got taken care of there. Yeah. It was a it was a poorly structured office. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in in college, I used Revit quite a bit as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. They started to. Uh, when I was, yeah, they were they were actually pushing Rhino and Grasshopper. So I mean, you're doing a lot of your own uh, scripting and everything, mm-hmm. and then uh, they were tying it into uh, into what's called Revit, because mm-hmm. yeah, they, they were really pushing those courses towards the end. Sorry about that. Lumion was a, was fairly new to us at the time, so I barely yeah I barely started using Lumion to start doing some renders towards the end of my 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 tenure of at Tech. So how did you did you did your renders? Uh, V-Ray. So let's say for, for final projects, uh, physical model. Um, poster with yes, your your plans, sections, elevations. It depends. Okay. Uh, typically, I would aim to do like about two boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, one with your general information, one with a little more detail, so that you didn't overwhelm the eye. Because along with it, they you have to learn how to sell your work. So, mm-hmm. uh, you have to do our own photography and everything. So, understanding light exposures, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where they were showing you how everything ends up tying back into one final project. Right. Yeah, and it's a matter of. You can have the best project in the world, but if you can't, pr- you can't sell it. So, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> yes. Yeah, you talk a lot, and and uh, yeah, I mean, it, you don't typically have the. It's probably the same structure they follow now, which is mm-hmm. three reviewers, professors typically, and I didn't hold back. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, they don't hold back because they want you. They want to see what you're gonna come back with. How you're gonna respond? How are you gonna react? They want to. They want to. See, they want to see if they can think on your toes, or if it's something that if you had so scripted in your head and it didn't go according to plan, what do you do then? And I have, I have a different uh, experience with professors because you respond, and it's it's not arguing. It's it's you know fighting for your project. But all the professors now, at least, um, not all of them, I shouldn't say, but you know, there, I, I've had my experience with different schools and talking to different people. And it's like you give that rooftop fighting for your project, and then they don't like that you're fighting mm-hmm. for your project. Like you're coming off disrespectful, mm-hmm. yeah. which is like whether whether like what my uncle wants to respond to your critique because sometimes they don't see it. You know, they're asking questions, yep. and it's like, well, I did do that one. Explain it, but then they're like, they're, they're mm-hmm. just kind of not listening. That's the key. They're not listening. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is you need to get their attention. So one thing I love doing, especially with, let's say, my, my final project with the model that I did, I made it to the point where you could dismantle it floor by floor. Right. But yeah. but I, I did it in such a way with laser cutting that it was all interlocked. So basically it was just like a giant puzzle piece. And as soon as Dean Vernoy, one of my reviewers, as soon as, as soon as he picked it up, like he was like sitting there like looking around when I was talking. Then when he looked at the model, he picked it up. As soon as he took that roof off, he just immediately had me stop. And he goes, wait. He goes, all right, let's focus on this one. And he just starts taking it apart. <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, I get what you're saying now. He goes, no, no, keep going, keep going. Uh, okay. But it's, I, I had to get his attention. Yeah. And I knew his thing was, 
he still was, was more of an old school dude, yeah. so he really liked seeing models. Mm-hmm. So knowing that he was going to be one of our viewers. Well, this is like the section one that's, you know, open right, and okay. Yeah. But like, I mean, for you, like, each door was probably different in some way, so, I mean, you, you built it in a way that can actually show that. Because sometimes in the office, it's, it can get uh, cluttered and A while back, let's see how I remember each one. We did uh, like a rec center, I've done uh, a vacation home, and then a library, and meditation house. Like, just okay, so uh, let's see. We uh, one of the first ones that oh, that you remember, this one stick to me the most. I mean, the you know, the pool up at the rec center at Tech, did you have to do any kind of roof structure for it, any kind of project along that? So they, they had us do that as one of our projects. This was on your bachelor's or already in your master's? The, no, this, this one was on my bachelor's. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Did he get the master's? No, no, no. Actually, I, I, I didn't go back to get my master's. Wait, no. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I asked this kid earlier. Was your undergrad accredited? Can, uh, you, can, can you get licensed? So, oh, I can get licensed. I can, I have, I've already met all my start taking the test, but mm-hmm. I'm at a crossroads where I'm not sure. Not that I don't like architecture, but I'm not sure if that's really the – the path I want to follow because with everything I'm doing outside of it with art, I mean, I'm finding a lot more fulfillment (laughs) in what I'm doing. (laughs) Oh, mine's a a credit. So yes, I can get licensed. So, They had problems early on when I was when I was there. They kind of fixed it. I heard the program got better, and then I mean I've been out since 2011, so yeah. there was a gap there. Yeah. of I don't really know yeah. what happened. I wouldn't be too concerned about the exams. I mean, uh, I'm not saying I'm like, oh, I got this shit. Right, no, right. not at all. Um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just for me, it's not so much as getting the licenses. I mean, maintaining it, but if I'm possibly changing career paths, I'm not sure if that's something I really want to invest in at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always tabled. My, right. my, my hours aren't going anywhere. Right. My, ex- my experience isn't going anywhere. So in studio, uh, I mean, one of them was a roof structure for the the outdoor lap pool at Tech. Okay. So that's one that, that stands out. I mean, we did. That one for me was other studios that had the same assignment, kind of got a little more artsy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had a Ranha. I don't, okay. I don't know. I'd be still around. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and for that studio, he was, this was one of the first years where they're really ingraining more. He was, one you think more of, is this realistically possible? 
And when you start thinking that way, well, then designs that you would see people have where it's like, yes, I'm going to have an I-beam spanning from here to here, 150 feet, and it's going to be like 10 foot deep. I'm like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to, you're going to, you're going to crush this building, man. At that point we did. What studio was that? That was, I think I was like studio three or four. Oh, yeah. Well, I've heard it's very design oriented now. And nothing wrong with that, but but to me, to me it does it does people a little bit of a disservice. Um, you come out with a design ability, which is great, but how many firms are design oriented nowadays, really? Yeah. I mean, you come to Dallas and you see expansion is happening and the boom with it with everybody coming in, gentrification, displacement. You see the way demographics are shifting. I mean, there's only so much that you can kind of land in because those spots are already filled. And, and and that's 20 years ago. Yes, in 2001. I saw the same picture. Oh, yeah, 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 2000, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's something that blows my, my mind because in high school, whenever we'd get bored, I mean, you take the dart whenever it connected, like when it was like still the new thing, mm-hmm. we'd ride up in and we'd just be skating or biking. Mm-hmm. Be like American Airlines and there was open parking lots, just stuff everywhere you could ride on. And now you look around and you're just like, oh, yeah, it's a whole different place. Um, I feel like they were all structure-based. Yeah, well, well no, no, no. There, there's, there were design. There's definitely courses that weren't design-oriented, but mm-hmm. I feel like at the time they were still trying to get you to think a little more of how can you apply this outside of here once you move on. Not fully, because I still feel like I, I came out and everything I really picked up, I picked up in the field, and it was kind of like, oh, I was like, oh, that's how you do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my, uh, my last one wasn't, uh, a couple were in Lubbock and my last one was, uh, in Boat Key, Singapore. Yeah. So th- no, that wasn't study bro. That was just a regular studio with a foreign location. So that they wanted you to start kind of doing some, um, I wish they would explain as in go look at the municipal codes and see what's allowed and what's not. But no, they were just like go study some precedents from the area and then try and kind of incorporate something that would work with blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So great concept, nice and all, but the disservice there was, yes, I got to go see cool buildings, like study them and everything, and then trying to apply some of that design, but I had no clue what the city would allow or if they wouldn't. Right. Yeah, and then that's when people were learning that doing uh, elevator types, doing a, uh, a pulley system in, in Singapore is probably the smartest thing to do. Because you, yeah, because you have uh, you have your mechanical room up the top, and Singapore, well, water table is like twenty feet down, mm-hmm. so you start digging, you start getting water, so you can't really go down. So it's things like that that we did learn kind of on accident, but it's something that I wish they kind of would have been. Hey, go look at this. What's the restriction within the city and why? I'm a firm believer in form follows function, and okay. and that's because I'm not going to design my office building to have a steeple mm-hmm. and say, no, this is just where I work when it looks like a place of worship. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's 
Uh, in school, I was a lot more in the design design side of things. Is is, is Gomez still up at Professor Gomez? Damn. Okay, so cause he was like the guy that was a little more on the. Oh, how does that make you feel? Like that type of guy. Uh, yeah, I, I love I love the guy. I I, <laughs> I love the guy because when I hit a wall, he would have he would bring a different perspective to things. So learning from him, learning from other professors. Um, I don't know if it was Hill there. Yeah. Uh, Hill was very regimented. Yeah, as a professor, he's like super hard ass. But outside, man, he was a cool dude. <laughs> I had him when I studied abroad over in uh, in Sevilla. Uh, he was one. We had four professors. We had a uh, Bennett, uh, not even. We had a um, Nesbit. Yeah, Jeffrey Nesbit. You would hate your life when you had him as a professor, Be- because you, you would she never sleep. You, he would have you produce so much. But here's the thing: he did you he did you huge service because he taught a lot of design. He loved working with with, uh, with Rhino and kind of getting out there. But he once you started exploring some of how some of the systems of the way things are attached, start thinking more on details. He won't have you fully dive into that, but he has you start to develop that. And that's something that a lot of professors just don't really do anymore. And in doing that, that's why you get these crazy presentations that you see, these posters that people put together in his, in his classes, is because he's actually giving you the opportunity to have a lot of work available for you to use. And sometimes, I, mean, I knew a couple of people that would make one little 3D model and only use two, three views and run one section through it before they were using Revit so they couldn't just land a section. Right. And they'd be like, okay, that's good. And then they'd, they'd be asked about a condition, that, like let's say at the entryway, and they're like, oh, well, if you just, I want you to think. And the professor would be like, no, it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine a new cut. Yeah, yeah. And what they were saying is even if you're not showing the actual detail of the connection, give them a feel of what's happened. That's what the section cuts everything for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, now that I think about it, they did make us think a little more on, I guess, realism or trying to make it feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not a focus because there was, like I said, there was a lot of professors that were just, Left or right. Oh yeah. When y'all were there, were uh, the White Brothers there? See, I, we had them, and then uh, I don't remember my, my my structures and construction course professor's name, but and he's already passed away. No, yeah, yeah, the one I had already passed away, but he was a he was a hard ass. Like he took no shit, and in his course was if you're late out, like he was old school, old school. So it was it sucked. It was an eight a.m. course, and being in college, you're like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, and if you didn't make it, the door's locked. Good luck getting in. Oh and, and and then if you pass your exam after you went in the class, he questioned the hell out of you. He's like, how? Because th- that class was not easy, man. It was weight transfers, like structures, like the way deflection, calculating, all the stuff that he taught you everything yeah, formula-wise. I had the front, and I was still low. <laughs> Well, I, I, uh, I'm 
not going to get into a work subject very much, but that's the reason that at work I have a lot of stuff on my desk is I can read the engineering drawings pretty well. So whenever they come to my desk or if they've been lingering around for, around for a little too long, I get a tap on my shoulder, hey, can you like take over this a little? Hey, can you, can you answer this R5? <laughs> very. Very. No, yeah, d definitely. You, you, you can read it, you understand it, you can probably draw it, you've got a good sense of it, and you're like, if that's not what you want to do, you should be careful because you're valuable, you, you fit out the office, but you could get sucked in and then you want to stand in front of Bishop Manning, and that's, that's a, little, a little scary. Yeah. I mean, and along the lines of everything we're discussing, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, the more, the more and more I think about it is most everything I do at work, I learned at work. Yeah, and I'm just like trying to think about it. In the recent, I know we had a, I had I had a bit of an argument with a civil engineer in Florida because he didn't understand what a fire air apparatus restriction was or your your distance from the building they need to be at 15, fifteen to thirty feet from from. So it's yeah, fire aerial apparatus. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, basically their fire truck. They got to have geometry distance enough to get that ladder towards the building. They can't have anything obstructing between 15 and 30 feet. So the face of the building needs to land within those 15 to 30. The first 15 feet needs to be clear so that that ladder could always approach. From the fire truck to the yeah, yeah. And then if you're not within it, well, then it's up to the fire marshal to check off on it or not. Right. And we lost – the project froze, actually, because it got delayed so much because the civil engineer wasn't listening to me. When they were about to go into the next portion of design, I was like, yo, you can't do this. We can't move forward. Yeah. Yeah, and then once he finally, like, I told him enough. I reached out to the fire marshal, gave him the information, forwarded emails, and then finally he kind of came to me and he was like, hey, man, uh, yeah, we didn't realize that. I was like, I was like, you've been a firm for how long? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> no, but it's things like, it's, it's, that, that's the reason that I was saying, like, I wish in school they kind of would have had you look for specifics within city codes or. Yeah, They well, you had the class. I don't remember the name of the class because I took it. And yeah. that's who you. No. It was called. I don't remember. But he showed us the, the code. And we had to look into the paper and then uh, the zone of the, the hill. Who? The hill? Oh, hill. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I heard Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I Exactly. That's what I, I really like. It was kind of hard because we, we had to understand, you know, the, all the code parts. 
and then the order value and all that. And that's the first time I got introduced to it. And then when I came to work, uh, it was one section that I had to do. Then I was like, oh shit, I saw this. You know, I, I, environmental I systems. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, yeah. So hard. Yeah. And yeah. Was, at the end, like, at that moment, it didn't make sense to me. But, but you see it, yes. One of the electives that I took when, when I was at Tech, I think it was my junior year, um, we had to take a, a, a math or science-based course outside of what's already within the curriculum. Mm-hmm. So I, I at one point I regretted because it, it was more work, but I actually really enjoyed the course. It was physics of sound and music. So understanding the way resonance and everything bounced off the walls, mm-hmm. the way a wall structure, which the way I correlated it was a wall assembly. Mm-hmm. And if you do the correct wall assembly, you can have a lot of sound die on that wall versus mm-hmm. a lot of it resonate right back at you. So I really enjoyed that course because uh, Walter Borst, uh, this I'm, I think I'm butchering his name. Yeah, yeah, but uh, this German dude that was a violinist, he was a professor, and he played an instrument. So we're sitting there, and he started every course with like a five-minute little solo, and then he'd be recording it and he'd be like, give you like a problem off of that and just make it work to where it's related to the real world. He's like, let's say I'm a professor in this class, and there's a class next to me, and I want to play my instrument right now. He's like, what do I need to do to make sure that they don't hear me? Mm-hmm. And he had curtains up on the walls, and he would show you by moving curtains and opening things up to where you could see the way sound would actually be louder and coming back at you or dying there. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of Wendy. Remember he kind of talked about that experience that he had to design a house for an artist, mm-hmm. right? A mm-hmm. musician, whatever. That's really interesting. That's cool. Oh yeah. But doing like it's a big part of it. Part of it, yeah. I mean that's that's the like literally number one design problem, you know, orchestra or even like movie theaters, like it's kind of the well, same concept. If you look at um if you look at theaters, um not movie theaters, but like right. orchestra, right. like any 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 kind of thing like uh, any kind of item of the sort, uh one of the things that he that, that professor always told us to look at is look at the way the curtains are. Mm-hmm. They are always constantly moving because they're adjusting them to be able to funnel the sound the way they want. So it was one of those courses where I really enjoyed because I saw more practical application outside of just, hey, here's a physics class. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, Diana mentioned you're, you're, you do a lot of other things. Yes. Uh, what else are you uh, involved into, in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we all know architecture is it's so broad, but that can be taken into, or at least the process and the, the, the way you think and design can be you know, put into all these different fields. Mm-hmm. What are the things that so freelance on the side, I mean, I help people with logos, uh, just design work, some basic graphic design. I don't say that's my forte. Um, I'd like to be more physical, so I, I do murals. Uh, I've gone to Miami. I've done the stuff there. I've done. Street art or yeah, uh, it's I would say mixed media because yes, there's it's I consider street art, urban art. Um, but here I'll pull some up while we keep talking. Um, just like I said, I went into architecture because of art, and now that I'm getting older and. People are inviting me and flying me to different places, paying me. I mean, <laughs> bro, what was it in? It was 2018. Yeah, cause, yeah. In 2018, I I last minute got a text from my homie. Uh, I, won't, I won't say a name, so there's there's nothing. I got a text from my homie, and he's just like, hey, he's like, think you can come give me a hand? I was like, sure. When do you need, when do you need some help? I was thinking to say like next month. Right, like right. he goes, he goes Monday. Six hours. 
he goes, Monday. This is a Thursday when he's telling me. And and Eric's uh, like, work, work, my bad. Yeah, I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but basically, I, I go into the into my boss's office. And I was like, "Hey, man, uh, so last minute, you know, I hadn't really t- taken any plans to take some time off." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm like, well, can I just like take off all next week?" He was like, "Uh, he goes, how are your deadlines?" I was like, "I've made sure for the past couple of days to make sure everything's good, blah blah." blah. And he's like, "Well, he's like, this kind of," I'm like, "I got an opportunity to just go out to Miami." He goes, "For?" I'm like, "Art Basel," but one of my friends is heavily involved. He's well known artist there, and he just needed. Art Basel is a, a giant event in Miami where basically all of Miami shuts down for that week, and it's just art events everywhere. Oh, okay. art, art gallery, street art, like everything. I mean, it's, it's professional. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, so. Not a, uh, what's the Austin one? The music <laughs> It's not. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> nah. Tell me your boss, like, hey, can I take a week off to, you know, to, you know, for what? Oh, the Austin Festival. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Shit gets crazy out there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, went out. I mean, I told him, and he's like, "All right, cool." He kind of was like, "Whatever." Yeah. I pulled back up, and he's like, "So how was I?" I'm like, "Dude," and I, like I told him how much I made, and he was like, "Wait, what?" And how many days? And he's like, "And then wait, who'd you meet?" Because yeah, I mean, I, ru- I rubbed shoulders with Tyson. I, I rubbed shoulders with Lenny Kravitz, with Fat Joe, like with most people that were just at the events. I happened to just be there because I was painting. Yeah. It was it was an experience, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I mean, I've been doing that. You're still, you're still doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, here in the Dallas area, I'm working a little more on the uh, entertainment side of things with bars and stuff. So I've been doing work for them. If you have like a website, I mean, my Instagram, I'll plug myself in on that here in a minute. But uh, the reason I tend not to promote much. Is when the demand increases, and then they find out that I can't, I can't give you your turnaround that you expected into a day right. till like a week later. I have a full time job. Yeah. So, so yeah. as um, as a sole proprietor or an entrepreneur, or whatever you want to call yourself, right, as a creative. That's all, that's done with spray paint. Like I, I, I did. That's in deep ellum. That's that's signed spray paint. It's, oh, the sign. Is it in uh, the No, no, that, that that's in the bar. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did that with, with with spray paint. I helped the guy with the countertops, which is oh, also spray paint. And then, uh, where is that? DJ booth. Uh, that's actually well, the first one I did for them. Uh, my buddy's the DJ there, and he was just like, "Hey, man," he's like, he's like random, but do you think you can like help us build a booth? I was like, "Yeah." Well, him being one of my friends, I was like, "All right." I'm like, we when we were over at his house. I went and took measurements of his layout, mm-hmm. so I got the decks laid out like right at their location, the, their height that they wanted, mm-hmm. based on his equipment. So I got everything the way they wanted. I had enough uh, cable trays and everything to just hide everything, be able to run it nicely and cleanly. But it's just they hit me up out of the blue, and I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I drew out some plans, showed the owner, uh, showed my buddies, and they were just like, yeah. Once I built it, everybody was like, yo. <laughs> you built the uh, actual uh, booth as well? Uh, one, I mean, like the, the there's... Oh, I mean, I built, I built that entire thing. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, the cabinet, I built the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah.
that's a five foot by six foot canvas on that one. All of the above. <laughs> yeah, that's at my friend's barber shop. But uh, with with stuff like that, is I have if somebody if it's somebody I know and they're like, hey, dude, you can, can we turn this around pretty quick? Depending on what it is, is whether or not it's physically possible. Um, most times, people tend to understand. Whenever they don't, that's when I'm just like, hey, man, what do you do for a living? Right. Oh, well, blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, you see what I'm doing here? This is what I do after I get off work. I'm like, so there's days where I just get home. I'm just mentally beat where I'm just like, not going to touch anything. <laughs> yeah, so the people that understand are the people I love to work with, and they, te- they tend to keep coming back, and it, they're the ones that tend to bring me more work, and that's the work I want. Oh, yeah, uh, Alamo, Alamo Club over on uh, Lower Greenville. Uh, we've done a couple things for them, and right now I just laid out a design for a giant uh, neon sign that he wants of his dog. Uh, I have I have a buddy that works with me whenever I need a hand. Um, whenever I do murals in Dallas, if my buddy in Miami is in town, uh, I'm working. I have a buddy that always works with me. And then outside of that, most of the time it's just me tackling stuff. What's the biggest piece of I'll show you here in a minute. Th- this is one of the ones we did in Miami. That's prior to it being finished. That was at an event for Tyson. We literally partied our asses off that night before after working really hard. And we woke up at 6.30 in the morning. The event was at 1.00. So we have to at least get it laid out, get it set up so we could start just keep continue painting there. Mm-hmm. But we took off and we were just going, going, going. We were an hour late to the event because traffic is insane. Oh my we God. we make it there. People are a little upset. They're like, where are you live? Blah, blah, blah. We set up. And then people turn around. They're like, oh. Because that's before it was finished. I'm going to see if I can find a finished piece. That's one at a car garage here in Dallas. It's an exotic car garage, so he that's he that's what he wanted. We're like, all right. Yeah, and then uh, I got more in that garage. We did a couple. This one, there's a door for scale on this, so you can you can get a feel for that. Damn, this is 2018. Uh, I'm gonna say that's like a six eight door, so I'm gonna say that's maybe like a. 12 foot plus wall like maybe 15 foot wall by fam maybe like 35 feet 40 uh the other one that one was like about maybe like nine foot high and that was like maybe 30 feet long and then see this is stuff that i don't show people so i saw i just showed you that wall this is progress work that people don't see. So this is like the in-between work. Where, right, right, right. where this is where we, yeah, this is where we get frustrated because we're like, ah, oh, I want to be done. I've heard the name. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they have someone take pictures from the street during the process yeah. to, to kind of like, you know, how is it looking? Because, you know, when you're up there that close, you can't really see if it's proportional, if, if you know, if mm-hmm. it's coming out the way they want, they envision. But what's your process? Like, do you kind of have the same thing, like someone furthering the act while you're actually doing it? Or like, do you just kind of do it yourself? When it's something that big, you have a team. Yeah, it's it's and by team I'm not saying everybody has their hands in the paint. Yeah. You probably have a friend and by, and by that I'm just saying you're probably just paying a friend like with a pack of like the six pack like, hey dude, you wanna come see me paint? Yeah. You wanna be across the street? <laughs> yeah, well they, they can either send you pictures or you can just give them a quick call, but hey, how's this looking? Hey, uh, and and then you can like sit here and point out at what you're thinking while they're on the phone and just kinda get direction. Yeah. But it's it's something that unless you're big, you're not gonna have enough money to have cameras, have everything yeah, set right. to be able to document. Yeah. Depends. Um, there's some stuff that we've just gone straight to large scale. Yeah. And then there's a lot of stuff personally. I, I'm, I'm a meticulous person. I like to at least get, come up with a sketch or something to have a, a rubric to follow. Definitely not. Yeah. It's, it's to get the idea on paper. Uh, anywhere from latex paint, so outdoor paint, uh, like house paint, spray paint, um, oils, uh, just depends. Uh, you like as you're working, I mean, the, the, there's been times where we're run low on like a can, and we're just so we're like, what do we need? That what do we need the can to get like a, a spray effect or like a smoky effect? Mm-hmm. So we're like, you need the spray for that. So you spray there, and then the rest you hit a roller and start filling. What, what do you do with wind? Uh, see, now that's that's your biggest enemy. If if you're spraying of a strong wind, you're just not gonna spray. You just wait it out. Yeah, for me, it's waited out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not getting paid enough to be out there having to figure out how to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It varies. Um, when I'm working, see for me. I, I, a lot of stuff I'm doing right now is in the, in the entertainment industry. Some indoor, some outdoor, but you have to abide by basically. If they're selling alcohol, if they're selling food, mm-hmm. if they have anything that can get contaminated, you can't you can't spray during business hours. Oh. So for me, it's when I do a lot of stuff is I get off of work mm-hmm. on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure I get home and I make sure I have my equipment ready. I eat something, pass out, wake up like around midnight, one in the morning, load up my car head to the location and as they're closing out i'm setting up so i'm doing i'm doing the time consuming and tedious portion of taping covering protecting they doing that well I'm, i work through the night but but i do the sh- uh lights uh you just bring your own ha- halogen lights if it's outdoor halogen lights if it's indoor well i hope the owner lets me use the lights <laughs> yeah and then But that's that's the best time because that's when you have no that's when you don't have foot traffic that's yeah. when you don't have people, I mean, 
you if you especially if you take two three people with you it's always just a fun little get together to keep working through the night and then you always have somebody on the ground while people are up top your stuff's always safe that way and it's just it's a nice environment If you, if you don't have anything signed by the owner, get a get a get a letter. Yeah, get, yeah, get a letter or a text, or just make sure that you tell them that while I'm painting, you might get a call at three in the morning. Uh, no, no, you I'm like you might get a call at three in the morning because I'm gonna need you to talk to the cops. <laughs> uh, a lot, yeah, yeah. Uh, they for 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 the, for the most part, they tend to be reasonable. Um, yeah. One of the things that I did in Bishop Arts District out here, I mean... Okay, real quick, Danny, you gotta show me some of this stuff, or at least you gotta drop some addresses, because yeah. I, I really wanna go... Yeah. It's, it's so close, like, I'm definitely... Well, 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 for Bishop Arts, it wasn't like an... I mean, it was just the, the signage for Chaman, for, for, for a coffee shop. Okay. So it, it wasn't anything crazy on the inside. I, I did paint a giant coffee plant on the inside and everything on that wall. That one, though, I mean, I worked overnight, wasn't a problem. Right. When I was painting outside... The area isn't necessarily the best area. I mean, it's being gentrified, so yeah, it's been cleaning up, but that's just displacing what's currently there. So, I mean, it's still not the best. So, the cops get a call out there, somebody painting. Yeah. They're going to be out there, especially especially when it's like 4 a.m. Yeah. Bars are closed. Like, oh, what's going on? So, questions immediately get asked. Have you been drinking? And I'm literally up there with like a beer, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 but but here's here's the thing. What kind of person is gonna be out there drinking and painting, but have a freaking lift? Oh yeah, I have a scissor lift, so I'm like, dude, it's not like I just like pulled up in my truck, right. unloaded this real exactly. quick. Yeah. So the owner doesn't notify anybody that like we're doing it, If it's something, well, signage a lot of times is approved by the city. Oh, yeah, so the here's the catch: a lot of signage that 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 they're talking about light up signs, extruded stuff. Why is that you see a lot of stuff that's painted that doesn't seem to be up to code? Well, it's not extruded. It's not popping out. It could just be part of a design. There doesn't necessarily have to be anything else. It's just paint on wall. So that that's the way. Not necessarily. Unless it's something that there's like an HOA type organization in the area that, that requires approval. No. Not for paint. Uh, do you do wall ceilings? A bit of everything. Yeah, the floors I haven't. I don't really like to mess with much because you have to seal with epoxy. So that, that, that's a pain. <laughs> Artist. Man, I'm gonna say, not that it was hardest, but I really like it because it's just brushwork. So it was it was three precise brushes, one thick line, medium, and the thin line. So it was just the accented, which is the coffee plant that I did at Chaman, which is in Bishop Arts. But the reason that was a pain is they were still under construction on the inside, but they were trying to get all that done as well. So he's like, "Hey, I only got the lift for like two more days." So. I'm using it, and you got the electricians like, hey, man, do you think we can use it here in like 30 minutes? I'm like, sure. So I'm having a paint, get it in there, get down, get off. They're moving it. And then, like, while that's drying, I'm working on something else down here, down low where I can reach. And then it was just it was just a hassle. How about, like, interesting locations? Interesting locations. I can imagine, like, like a corner. Like, if, if the folks could turn it in a corner, like, that, that would be pretty, pretty good. Um, I mean, I, stuff like that I've done, like, within homes and stuff, like, for fun. Like, at a friend's place where I, we do a mural, let's say, like, a Rick and Morty or something, where it's, like, half and half split. But uh, as far as big venue locations, that's where it's a little more tricky because if it's an outdoor of a building, typically they want to have an emphasis on a certain wall. Right. They, I mean, wraparound work, unless that's really going to be their whole concept for branding, it's not yeah. something that's really going to go at. 
Uh, I've done some of the bar owners' homes, like like still like stuff there. But it's again, as the entertainment industry kind of just keeps pulling you around, and right. once they like you, they're just like, "Hey, man, I got a buddy who's wants this. You think you can help him out?" Has its perks too. <laughs> Has its perks. Uh, yeah. Spending a lot less when you go out. Let's put it that way. No, uh, the couple times that early on, I had one where I was new to everything. I mean, I'm still not sure. I said like, I wouldn't say I'm like a veteran, but I did make a deal where one of them was included, like discounts and everything. And, uh, well, well, officially, officially it's like since like mid twenty eighteen, so I mean again that's not too long. But I've done art my whole life. God, if I bad shit, I said the name. <laughs> y'all got y'all got a, a first name. That's it. <laughs> The the first the first stuff in public I was getting paid for with more canvas work, yeah for like 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 barbershop type location, a hotel lobby. Did you ever do something like that that because you had no experience you were like I just need more public work that way I can show someone I can do it and then I'll start getting paid? I have I've I've, I've put canvases in restaurants for free, but there's not their property. It's there and they've sold. So I mean I've told them like if it's here. And it sells. I'm like, this is my asking price. If you get it sold for anything above that, well, there's commission. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done that before with restaurants, and it just showcases it. And that definitely gets that definitely gets inquiries because I don't, not that I don't like signing work, but again, just when you work a full time job, it's already and it's, it's a stressful job, mm-hmm. and then you go off and do this, you don't want stress. Yeah. I mean, I work on the sides or on the back or I mean whatever, but I don't necessarily like put away where people can like. Yeah, the only you're able to get the job on your own. Yeah, you yeah. And it's enough uh, money or enough time spent outside of work, and you know you're satisfied, you're happy, so you don't really need like a bunch of inquiries. Yeah, because like for me, it's if somebody's interested, they'll ask the owner, "Hey, who did that?" That's true. If someone's really interested, they're wild. That's the out. that's the client you want. Exactly, yeah. for sure. You're gonna get thirty people inquiring. You're gonna get three that are actually serious. Exactly, exactly. And then once you find those people, those people tend to keep you around. They tend to put point you in a direction with somebody else that will pay. Yeah, because they all know other business owners that are in the Um, I like to always please the client. So if it's something that they already kind of have vision, if I think it's just whack, I'm just like, uh, how about, and I try and steer them in a different direction and making them feel like they came up with the idea. Yes. A lot of people are like, can you do this? I'm like, yes, but I'm not going to like recreate this on your wall. I'm like, I'm not going to steal this person's artwork. (laughs) I'm like, I can modify or do something to have my own twist on it, but I'm not going to give you that exact work. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's, yeah. it's, I hate to say it, but I feel like there's a lot of ego still involved in the world of architecture. And getting anyone outside of architecture alone to, to swallow their ego, to swallow their pride is very difficult. So my approach to a lot is 
I try and get the client in any situation to think that the idea was their own. You get somebody to think it's their idea, they're going to work with you. They'll be excited. Yeah. Because the moment they realize that they came up with a thought and you, it feels like it's their own original idea, they're, they're emotionally vested in it then. Um, in the architecture world or in the art world? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, promise of pay with some pay up front and then it drying out and then you trying to reach out to them and they don't respond. Depends. Um, only time that I was petty about it, I was like, man, F you. I'm like, you didn't give me anything and now you're basically saying, hey, you need this done by tomorrow but you haven't given me a, a, a cent. You haven't, yeah, yeah. So I basically just painted over with a roller, matched the paint that was already there, and I was like, "Nope, you ain't get, you'll get anything." I'm like, "I'm gone." Do you do contracts? Um, now I do. Yeah. I mean, starting off, I man, I was treading water. I was just, I was learning. I was yeah. like, uh, "How do I do this? How do I do that?" And as you learn, you, when money and time are involved, get a contract. Yeah. yeah, definitely have people sign things because it sucks whenever you put a lot of time into something and they're like, "Hey, man, I know we said this, but I can only give you this." I'm like, "Well, that's not what we said." Yeah. So. It's already on your wall. Uh, I've learned the hard way a, a couple of times. Is there any liability? Because the contract is, well, we're talking about like the contract and making sure you get paid for what, what, what's discussed and approved. Is there any other liability? Is there architectural design could be liability if someone falls? Interior design, you do it wrong, right? Like, is there any of that type of liability for people? I hope pain ain't that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it chips and hits you in the eye, man, that's. <laughs> if you're getting paid for it, it, if you're getting paid for it, you're not being held liable. You're, yeah. I, if so, if there's a giant wall and somebody wants to go drop a giant f bomb on it, if you're paying me for, to do it, I'm not gonna control for it. If you're the owner of the building and you're getting, you're paying me to do it, I will go do it, but I don't take any hate for it. Man, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't do more. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, I'm not gonna go throw up a swastika. Fuck that. No, no, I, I, I got, I got boundaries. I mean, I'm not gonna go up to a church and paint like a stripper pour somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If it's something too complex that just seems cumbersome, like way too annoying to do and, and for the pay, I'm just not going to do it. At one point, I had somebody that said they wanted me to paint the ceiling, make it look like a 3D kind of wave neon effect, which is doable, but you're bending like this when you're holding a spray can that way to paint the ass. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, because on top of all of that, I mean, that's what I do there, and then my roommate and I started screen printing as well. So, yeah, I, I got my hand a bit of everything. So every, anything that involves art, I'm usually trying to get involved with. Do so. Hats that that might be a little bit more on the. May I try and get embroidered? Yeah, embroidery in. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what we've been doing. Um, I mean. It's something that 
we were curious. So, yeah, how do you do this? And next thing you know, we got a full setup in our garage. His dad used to run a concrete company, so he ran their books okay. on business end. But you got artistic. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you guys using the same Not to plug in the co-op, but we run, we're running a call called Pretty Good Co-op. And and the whole premise is we want to work with local artists. Uh, growing up as a broke kid, first generation, knowing art without knowing how to sell, how to do anything. Well, I didn't really start making sales so I got older. So you see these kids in high school that can draw, that have an idea. Hey, how do I get my design on a shirt? It doesn't have to be a high school kid. It can be somebody our age. So it can be somebody older. But if you have art. And you want to see it through, we'll help you do mock-ups. We'll show you what it would look like on a shirt. And then if you're serious about it, the way we, we work is we'll produce for you. We'll do everything. And then we agree on a percentage from the, uh, the, the what's called, the profits. And we split it that way. 10% of it immediately goes to an organization if you're choosing. And then you get whatever percentage you chose. We take the percentage that we have, and we reinvest it in the, for the co-op. We don't really do it to profit. We do it more to kind of just help grow. It, it's brought in... It's, yeah, it's brought in, it's connected to several good people and several good businesses. So to me, pretty good co-op. Pretty good co-op. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's there's factors involved. Um, well, I can tell you, I learned. I I sh shot myself in the foot one on one of them basically, and I didn't lose money, but I might as well have. I lost a lot of time. So, contracts. If you're doing a mural, let's say that's larger than 15 foot. A ladder might seem a little wobbly, a little wonky. You can have to get up and off constantly. So at that point, you start looking into renting a, a lift. Renting? Yeah. You rent? Yeah. Well, I don't own my own, my own scissor lift. Scissor lift's expensive, bro. Uh, renting it alone to get it delivered is one fifty. To get it picked up, one fifty, and then it's typically a hundred dollars a day. Alone. So, so that's why it depends on what you're doing, how long you're gonna be doing it, and if it's worth it or not. Sizes, you gotta think. You got factors. I mean, for me, being in the architecture world, a lot of times I'm like, well, how could I sit here and like hold, like create like a little makeshift uh, shelf by grabbing onto these two rafters, run a rope, have a two by, have it as my little shelf while I'm up above. Mm -hmm. That way it saves me time for having to go down, moving around and stuff. It's little things that you learn as you're working in it. And just to me, the biggest thing is if, whether you have to rent a lift, what equipment you're going to need that you don't already own. And if there's stuff like that, then that's something you really got to think about. I mean, I love art. I enjoy doing anything art-related. And seeing, I mean, for me, it was just one of the things where I never really saw it being as a, a means of income. Right. Not because I didn't see it possible, because I didn't dedicate the time to it, and I had kind of lost sight of that. That's yeah. And uh, at, at, this, at, at this point in time, just seeing people, what they want, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And wait, how much are you offering me? I'm like, oh, that'll take me. I'm like, give up my Friday night, give up my Saturday morning, and then still enjoy Saturday night. Yeah, okay, I can do it. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say, would you ever consider 
if I got to a point where it was that that like yeah that busy yeah for sure man uh, I mean it takes a toll on you physically because you're working I mean a lot of times I'm working through the night but it's I enjoy it I'm not I'm never like oh I pulled all nighter because I was painting this this yeah yeah like if anything I go to bed I'm like man I wake up and look at it I'm like worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Multifamily housing and uh, I, I mean it's not whether I like it or not. Like I enjoy the work, mm-hmm. I enjoy the the weight. My not necessarily the weight, but I I enjoy the fact that I actually have a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there long enough that if I see something that's off and I raise concern, people are going to pay attention. Right. So it's one of those things where I enjoy being involved with every aspect of it, where it goes from design to construction. I mean, I don't enjoy construction administration so much, but it's part of the process. So right now you're a project manager? Uh, I'm a step right under my project manager. Okay. Uh, the way he says it is, you're my co-project manager. <laughs> that just means uh, I think I'm doing a little more <laughs> every now and then. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm the job captain or whatever on it. Yeah, the, the lead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm the point of contact for a lot of the contractors, so I'm getting a lot of calls now. Um, I've done stuff on the side, uh, but side job. Uh, I mean, I've done houses. Uh, I, I did my sister's new build home uh, out in Cattle Mills. I've done a shop. I've done an, ex- an external garage. A lot of things have been – they classify them as RV storage because that's the way most cities will, at least in suburban areas. But we just kind of convert them because we're corrugated steel. Yeah, I mean, just little garages essentially. But nothing crazy design-wise, just something where dad's friend on the construction side was just like, hey, man. Your son knows how to draw, blah, blah, blah. He can do drawings? Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't really want to do that, but. Yeah, it's more consistent, but if I go look for it, it's there. Yeah. So I don't really like to plug myself in from the art world with the company. Um, I don't want any, like with the, the firm I'm at. I, Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's my own thing. Would you, like, considering or have you thought about mixing an art piece mural on the wall, the exterior wall of their addition space? That's what's it, if they were to be down with it, I would love that. A lot of times whenever I do stuff like that, they're like, oh, so you draw, like, they, they ask, they, most people inquire drawing stuff. They're like, oh, so what have you been doing? Then I'm like, well, I don't just do this. And then you start showing them more stuff. Then they're like, oh, wait, so you can do this? And alone they'll they'll ask you to do stuff okay. yeah whether it just be like uh eight by 12 canvas something yeah. small do you know how to do calligraphy that, that type of stuff i'm like well i mean i can because I mean, i'm even thinking like well if you're if you're uh, you know taking down this wall right mm-hmm. and, and extending the wall here to make the bedroom bigger into the kids room then you could do a mural on the wall oh i'd love that you know like i mean i'm just wondering if, if you thought about or had an opportunity to that do I- both that opportunity hasn't presented itself. I guess the only place it did present itself was with that DJ booth. I mean, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, design the entire design. thing. Yeah, design, build. Design the entire thing, built it. And then whenever they were telling me kind of what they had in mind, I was like, shit, I'll just make the whole thing a giant boombox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you create sense of 
Not of that one. That one, I used chalk line on that one for like the longer lines. It's an eight foot long piece mm -hmm. of board. So just anchored on one side and with chalk line, I was lining up yeah. where I wanted. Yeah. So the initial lines that I needed, I chalk lined those and the rest, uh, pin. Again, it's like a little sharp pin with a piece of string and a, a pencil. Did, that's how I did all my circles to get them all even. Did that for, just laid it out. And then I went in and just, that one was brushed. I didn't spray paint on that one. I, 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 I collect, I mean, I have, oh, yeah. I, I painted my whole life, so I've always had brushes and stuff, but I got tons of different paints. I got, oh, so, so for, for wood, for that project, that was, that one was pre-pandemic, so that was before wood. I mean, that project, would, yeah, that project, that project would have been three times the cost <laughs> had, had it been now. <laughs> I'm looking, uh, so I have one thing I'm, I want to get done, but I haven't started because I, I need a four by eight piece of plywood and that's a hundred bucks right now. And I mean, I, I can afford it, but I'm just like, I could have bought this way. If I wouldn't have been it's late. Market, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, if I wouldn't have procrastinated on purchasing this and this, this would have been 28 bucks back then. Yeah. yeah. But I have a giant skull that I'm cutting down the middle and I'm going to be mounting on a piece of plywood that I'm going to be working with and painting and everything. But it's just something where I've been procrastinating on doing that because I'm like, dude, I want to pay that. For a piece of plywood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, the larger. You, yeah, I mean, I, I'll do canvas to canvas. Uh, yeah, not. To, that's where. I mean, I guess I've been timid on wanting to like put myself out there for stuff like that because it's one of those things where I want to. I don't want to pull up with like let's say five, six like solid pieces, but they're they're pretty big, and it's just like. Okay, cool. Now what? <laughs> and then aside from that, it's one of those things where if I start getting more involved with that, then it's time allocation at this point mm -hmm. in my life. Um, if I'm gonna start dedicating more time there, then I gotta start taking time out of somewhere. That that's what I've done with restaurants. Yeah. 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 I mean, not even to buy. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you cool if I display it on your wall? And they're just like, let me see. It. Like, oh yeah. Oh, and then they put it up there, and people start asking. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I enjoy it, but I mean, again, having a full time job, having the benefits and everything, it's also hard to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's, that's, that's your big three. Yeah, that's that's the the big things that I, that I focus on. Yeah. Do you have a project right now? Like, something? Uh, no, I just, uh, I just got a couple mock-ups I got to do for shirts <laughs> <laughs> that that I've been putting off. Uh, yeah, one for this person in Baltimore that reached out, and they're just like, "Hey, do you think you can help us do that?" Well, along with them, that dude's wife, the, the tech company she works for, they're talking about like doing totes, to, like hand out at, at whatever fair they have. So they're asking for a quote for two hundred of them. So, I mean, screen printing equipment that we have, it's, that'd be individual prints. So I'm, I'd be printing 200. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, so it's just stuff like that that, I mean, keeps busy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I've given up a lot of my personal free time, though. For sure. Yeah, so finding days where you just, like, get frustrated or just mad, you're just like, I need to just take the day off. <laughs> uh, December 2011. 
Yeah. In between, I mean, I was working at the firm, just kind of had my, my focus on just that. And then when I realized I wasn't really feel, feeling fulfilled, I kind of started. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I stopped painting altogether for years, for a couple years, man. And it was it was a really weird point in my life. <laughs> yeah, but uh, getting back to it, I mean. If, if I'm just working at the firm and that's it, I, it's a normal life. Right. Yeah. But with you including the mural. Well, with everything that, that, I, that I have going on now. Uh, is it the same amount of busy as like studio? I, 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 easily. Easily. Uh, probably more because now when I pull all-nighters now, now I'm doing them willingly. So it's I'm doing more stuff like that. Staying up later than I should most nights. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I have pulled up to work with my hands looking like I strangled a Smurf. Oh Just <laughs> solid blue, different tones of blue. Nails were completely coated with, like, paint. We were just working on a mural, and I stopped at 3.30 in the morning, and I was like, shit. I was like, I got to go to work tomorrow. Ooh, I, uh, that was like a Tuesday night. Dang. So you're doing the weekday. Uh, de- de- depending on... on, on it was yeah, it was like a weekend thing, and it was one of the things where the money was there. So I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna do this." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I got home, I showered, I tried to get as much as I could off, and it just looked like a, <laughs> I did a horrible job. Uh, yeah, but I showed up, and then my boss was like, "He just kept looking at me," and then eventually, he was like, "What's what's going on?" And then I showed him pictures. He's like, "Yo, that's, that's cool." And I was like, "Thanks, man." I'm like, "I just gotta get this off." <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's the nice thing about working at an office. I realize, like, as long as you give enough um, heads up, like, the PTO is wasting your, like, hours, not like, Yeah, it's your time. Use it, people. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, like, you know, good thing you're, they were cool with you even though last minute and just coming at you and whatnot. Uh, but even, even then, if it is last minute, I would even still say, No, not at all. So I, they won't care. Not whatsoever. Right. They care when it starts interrupting the job. Yeah, if, if I'm, like, showing up and I'm, like, falling asleep on my desk, yeah, yeah there's there's right. problems. Or if you have a meeting and you're showing up with paint. Yeah, if, it, if, if, I'm, if I'm pulling up to a meeting, it's an important meeting, and I'm covered in paint, yes, we got problems. You got problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's respect as well, man. You just got yeah, to know the time and place for everything. We all got to start somewhere. Don't don't sit here and hang yourself up over it. You got to do the work. You got to do the time. And if someone is in architecture, got their degree, they're going to get an architecture job. They love it, but their passion is also somewhere else. So it's a little weird type thing. Don't quit exploring what you love. I mean, for me, it's yes, architecture, my job, my profession, uh, what, what make my my bread and butter, mm-hmm. but. 
that's what's sustaining and providing the funds to be able to explore this other aspect of my life that I really enjoy. And can't have one without the other at this point in my life. Um, eventually, it'd be nice if I could have one without the other. But until you can get to that crossroads, so you got, if you want it, you got to put in the time and the effort. Very much so. It's not always. It's not always going to be all work. You got to understand. Like, there's times where whenever you're at a location, enough people pull up that you stop working. You start just enjoying company. It's experiences. Um, you won't have those experiences unless you actually dedicate the time to doing the work. It, it always keeps growing. In any world, it's all about connections. Mm -hmm. It's who you know, not necessarily so much what you know, because whatever you need to know, you can't learn. Right. It's a matter of getting the opportunity to do that. And if you get the opportunity, don't screw that up. <laughs> that that's the hardest part. Is a lot I've seen people get the opportunity, but then they don't follow through. Right. And I'm like, yo, you can't sit there and be mopey and like all depressed about your life whenever the opportunities are there you're not dedicating the time and the effort to reach out and make it happen it's not going to be easy but once you make it happen that gratification that's a, that comes with it it's well worth it